You're listening to Sync Beast. I'm Graham, your host and the sync shark in your corner. After I hit six figures as a sync producer, I made it my mission to turn sync into a game that I could play and win year after year. With a simple creative strategy, intense production techniques, and pro-level mindsets that got me there faster than I could have ever imagined. I want to sell the farm so that you can create a profitable sync catalog, produce for sync with confidence, and actually improve your lifestyle as a sync producer. I'm here to let you know that sync is just a game, and I'm going to show you how to play it. Coming up. Hey guys, I got a quick one for you. Two simple ideas mashed together into one episode. It's going to be fun, so let's dive in. Most sync producers are skipping this important step, and they're missing out on big brand sync opportunities. And it comes down to a simple truth. Volume only works when you have the strategy right. Volume as in quantity. Your success in sync is found in a sequence. And when you move past where you're supposed to be, in the moment, because you're inexperienced or you're impatient or you just don't give a fuck, you rob yourself of experiencing the little wins along the way, which means you lose out on gaining those skills you need to advance to the next level naturally. You naturally fall into the next spot in that sequence. And if you're watching this and you believe that having more tracks in your catalog is key to getting more syncs, then you're wrong. I have 800 plus tracks in my catalog, which is far fewer than most sync gurus out there who have courses or tell you that you need 4,000 tracks, right? 38% of my tracks earn my living. 38%. The math there roughly comes out to about 300 tracks. And the cool thing is, When I look at my stats, I can see the divide between when I was grinding and figuring it out and taking on opportunities left and right, and when I finally started to boil it down to a science. That's where the 38% comes in. Everything else, that 60 whatever percent, those are the tracks I made before I figured it out, and it's really easy to see. So by those numbers, I put in 60% more effort to receive nothing from those tracks. 60% more time, 60% more emotion. However you want to look at it, I wasn't following the sequence. I wasn't recognizing where I was at in the moment. Quantity or volume clearly had nothing to do with how successful my tracks were. And I can really only speak for me. This is what I've noticed. Making the kind of living I wanted from Sync actually came from focusing on writing better tracks, more useful tracks, tracks that had the things that brands want, the twists and the turns and the scoring moments, the hooks. That's what my 38% has. The tracks that actually earn my living, that's what they have. The right ingredients, the right strategy. And that's what I mean when I say volume i.e. grinding out more tracks, only worked when I got the strategy right. And my favorite analogy is this. So car manufacturers, how many cars do they typically have in their lineup at once? It's probably right around four or five, right? When you think about it. 
There's the commuter. There's the the truck, the family car, the midsize, the luxury. There is one of each type of vehicle per fleet. The car manufacturers spend all their time making those five cars as good as possible. Better than all the competitors, more safe, more slick, more accessible, more adventurous. Whatever their market wants to buy, they study that and they make it. And by limiting their options, they then get to increase the quality of one truck to seal the deal for that type of buyer. And that data informs how many they make. You see what I mean? Quality comes first. Volume comes second. You need the strategy first. Why waste resources on cars that people won't buy? The same goes for your tracks and your sync catalog. Strategy comes first in the sequence. And when you get that down, when you find your lane and you figure out what you have to offer with your music, then you can turn up the heat and focus on volume. Next up, I want to talk about what truly got me ahead of my peers and colleagues and music licensing. But before I do, I want to take a moment to say that if you like this content and you want more, I post a lot over on my Instagram. Right now I'm focusing on stories, which is where I get to share a lot of my deeper material like you're used to hearing on this podcast. Anyway, it's another way for you to get the real stuff that no one else is talking about in the new age of sync. You can find me at syncbeast.co on Instagram and I'll see you over there. Okay, so here's what truly got me ahead of my peers and colleagues in music licensing. It's not the hours alone. It's not my talent alone. It's not networking. It's the fact that I was willing to do things that everyone else was not. I was willing to go all in with nothing. I was willing to say yes to every ask. I was willing to give more than what was expected of me in terms of quality, deliverables, deadlines. I was willing to learn and ask questions constantly. I was also willing to write things that I didn't want to write. I was willing to let go of imperfections and not let them affect my decision to finish a track. And I was willing to be okay with slow growth. Whether or not that was a good thing or a bad thing, it doesn't really matter because I felt it. I felt that slow growth and I was able to do something about it. And I was willing to do things for free. I was willing to value relationships over the results that I was getting in the moment. I was willing to accept that I couldn't do it all on my own and that I needed a team if I were to take this sync thing all the way. I was willing to do the same robotic, grueling work from sunup to sundown for as long as it took me to be able to change my lifestyle. I cut everything out and just did that. I was willing to save money when I needed to save. I was willing to spend money when I needed to spend. I was willing to submit to the idea that at any point, I could lose an opportunity that was presented to me, which fueled me to do a really, really, really good job in the moment to ensure that I would get a callback and not get fired. 
I was willing to help others elevate the quality of their music, not just mine. I brought value to them as a producer. And I was willing to do it over and over again. That's it, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. We're really trying to grow this podcast to reach more serious producers like yourself. So if you got something out of this and you want a way to thank me or pay it forward, please consider leaving a five-star review. It's the fastest, easiest way to get this material that no one else is talking about in front of more producers. It'll help them think better, produce better, collab better, and build their catalog better, just like you. I'm posting a ton more about how to think at the highest level of sync. It's the game I play every single day, and I want to see you win. So stay hungry, and I will talk to you soon.